here. Podcast Engage. Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 46 of Futaiwa Max Heart. Life Risking Attack, Duck Soldiers at Maximum Power. Also known as an all-out attack with your life on the line. The Warriors of Darkness at Max Power. It one's a longer title. <laughs> Significantly longer. I suppose it's not long, though. No, it's just the same thing, but longer. Yeah, it really is just the same thing. There's a lot of fighting in this episode. I know it's hard to believe after the way we ended things last time. There are certainly things that happened in this episode I wasn't expecting, but we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, let's start with the, with the beginning of the episode. Let's <laughs> start from the beginning and keep going until we reach the end and then we'll stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, remind me, I want to make a joke about the, uh, the previous for next episode at the end of this. Okay. If you can remember. I can remember. Okay. Probably. <laughs> we start with seeing the chains rattling because one of the ways we ended last time was with uh, this chain coming at uh, Hakari and the mansion boy. I don't think they're rattling. I think they're more just like moving in the breeze. Isn't they're that swaying. Rattling? It's rattling no. a specific thing? Rattling is like exerting a force upon a thing. Like if, if the dark dude was moving them about, that would be rattling. Ah, but because it's the wind, it's not. It's also not as forceful as a rattle. I think, like, if the wind was, like, forcefully pushing them around, like, violently, that would, or more violently than this, I would say that is a rattling. Okay. That, uh, that one gif of the let me in, let me in, that's rattling. Ah, okay. So we see the chains moving in the wind. And we see shiny luminouses on the ground. She gets up and we see the uh the big Jakku King, not the fully formed Jakku King yet, um, is, you know, being menacing in the distance. See Kun is here, um, to let Hikari know what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mostly that the dark dude has been resurrected within the Garden of Rainbows and as a result it'll be totally consumed. Yep, you know, all all perfectly fine things. And then we get the intro. We do get the intro. <laughs> uh, when we come back from the intro, we see uh, Nagisa and Honoka thinking about like the ending of the last episode, how Eternal... Et is it Eternal Kun? Uh, the last Hardy L showed up and went immediately into the Cherik. Eternal Kun um, or something like that? It yeah. doesn't matter. They showed up for like... 10 seconds and then immediately disappeared. Yeah, and then, you know, them not being sure what's going to happen to Hikari if the queen is resurrected. Baldez says the king can be, is going to, so we learned that the king is going to be resurrected here instead of where he was resurrected last time, which was in the the dark zone. 
um, this is mm-hmm. going to become the new Dark Zone, I, I suppose. It's going to create a, uh, a volcano and sit in it. Um, but the two cures, Honoka and Aisa, are like, hey, let's go. And they, they take each other's hand and they start walking towards him. But like, it's a slow walk. Yeah. But of course, the bad guys are still here. So Viblis, Circulus, and Uraganos, are, um, they're showing up because, sure, their mission of resurrecting the Dark King is over. But they still got one final thing they want to do. And that's murder the cures. <laughs> Yeah, as a present for the big guy. Yeah. I mean, they were the one who killed him last time with the help of the queen. They are troublemakers. You gotta you gotta get rid of them or else they're gonna defeat the Jacko King again. We see the mansion boy is walking towards Jacko King. But Hikari is coming after him with a Seacoon training behind. Um, because it, it is true this boy is necessary for the like the full resurrection. Of the Jakku King. Without him, I guess he's only just a big cicada, like you said last time. Oh, that's a theory. Yeah. Well, it's a theory that doesn't get too far, because uh, we don't have enough time to see what this Dark King is like without the Mansion Boy. Because as the Mansion Boy starts walking, uh, Baldez comes down and is like, Hey, you know, he was born from this darkness, he's, he's gonna become one with the Dark King. Like, don't try and stop this from happening. Even though Hikari's desperately trying to get him to stop. Yeah, she yells out to him. Yeah. We see a, we have a brief scene of the, the Kira's fighting. The, uh, there's, the bad some good, there's some good animation in here. Hell yeah. They're doing pretty well uh, right now. Uh, Nagisa does a pretty cool head scissors on Uraganos. Hell yeah. Backflips him into the dirt. <laughs> Just wrecking their day. We go back. To where Baldez, the boy, and Hikari are. And yeah, when she calls out, the boy does, like, stop walking and turns back to her. And they get sent into the, uh, the new type zone. <laughs> yes. Where they're different colors and they're staring at each other. There's so much staring at each other in this anime. Mostly just between these two. And the boy is like, what's gonna happen to me? What has happened to me? Yeah. He, he's remembering his time um, at the mansion and meeting Hikari for the first time. And he's just so confused. I don't think he fully understands what's happening. No. No one does. Literally no one does. But then his heart starts hurting with darkness. His heart made out of darkness. Um, And he kind of just like turns into darkness and like swoops up into the Jakku King. Yeah, he explodes into darkness, and the darkness gets gets slurped up. Yep. So now the Jakku King is fully resurrected. Mm. You don't think so? I think it's questionable. I think it's still missing one more thing, oh. and it's it's because the queen's not resurrected. And as we all know, they're both two two sides of the same coin. Hmm. Interesting. So I think he's at like ninety five percent or whatever. Yeah, because once this happens, like, the sky turns, like, really fucked up and, like, uh, like a a brown color. Um, kind of like it was in the Dezuku zone. Mm-hmm. We see briefly in the field of light that, um, Wisdom and Senior are sitting, not, they're, they're not sitting, they're standing in front of uh, the Queen's throne, and they're very worried. They need the Queen. 
Who else can sit on that throne? It's so big. It's so big throne. Just could you just picture Poland sitting on that throne? Yes, it's adorable. <laughs> it would be so cute. Anyways, the dark trio, which is what I'm going to call Circulus Aragonos and Viblis for the rest of my notes, start glowing with different colors for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and they say, yes, now darkness will rule all worlds. And what I want to know is, where are those dang crystal frogs at? Huh? <laughs> Pretty here aren't the only warriors of the forces of good. That is true. Where are they? Like, come on, like... Sure, this is in the field of rainbows, and they're... I forgot where they live, but like... The field of crystals or whatever. The pretty cares help them out with their problem. Why can't they come here and help them exactly. out? Exactly. A crime. They knew that if uh, they came back, there would just be a whole other discussion about the color of that frog. Or the, the phoenix could show up and give them their phoenix forms again or whatever. Ooh, that would make Poland happy, although... Poland is not in this episode. No. Very specifically not at all. Nope. I, I mean, you could say that, yes, you know, shiny uh, Hikari is transformed as shiny luminous, but I think the uh, fairies are still, like, around even when they're transformed. The only, the only fairy that is visible and has a role in this episode is Lulun. What about Seekun? Seekun doesn't count. Seekun's a Hartio. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, so things are real bad. Are gonna get real bad. Uh, they start to fight. They start to beat up the cures. It's not going well for them. And as this is happening, um, Seekun comes up to Hikari, and Hikari is like, "Hey, Seekun, you need to enter the chair." Uh, and it seems Hikari has made the choice that um, even if she doesn't want to, like you know, disappear. Or anything, and like she knows that the other two were like, "Hey, we don't want to lose Hikari. Like, we'll, we'll we'll protect this world with our own power." Like, even after all that, she's like, "I don't." Like, you know, they're fighting so hard, you know, to protect everyone. This is the one thing that I can do. I can become the queen. I can become their strength. I've made my decision. Which is very, this is a very sad part. Because Hikari's like, I'm going to give up my life to protect the Field of Rainbows. And it happens. Seekun enters the Cherik. Mm-hmm. And Hikari gets sucked away into the Golden Light Dimension. Yeah, and we see in the Field of Light, um, the power of all, all creation um, starts to shine with rainbow light. Because all three parts of the Queen... Have come together once again. Dun dun dun. Mm hmm. Act break. Act break. So, we get back to the fight with the Cures and the, the Bad Trio. Um, and I thought for a second that the, the two were gonna use the new big move because they Paul. They Paul? They Paul? <sighs> they call upon the power of, uh, the power of creation. Yeah, they summon the dual discs. Yeah. But they don't use them just yet. They kind of blast the three backwards. Well, the thing is, that gives them power. That gives them a power boost. It doesn't just make the the final move stronger. It gives them just an overall power boost. It's like going Kaioken. Kaioken. It's a thing from Dragon Ball. I, listen, it's been so long since I've seen a Dragon Ball thing. 
It's like Super Saiyan, but before they did Super Saiyan, and humans could do it. Ah, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for explaining. It's a power level increase. Okay. Yeah, and they use this to blast the three backwards. Um, and they jump on, up on top of a building, and darkness just seems to be eating everything. It, yeah, it's just like melting through stuff. Like it's it's like a little acid, you know. Yeah, that's fine. It, it's okay because we, as we know from the show, once they uh win, everything will go back to normal, and there there'll be no collateral damage. Literally never. It will never happen. There'll be no, no collateral damage ever. Yes. Honoka says, hey, I get the feeling that we're never going to see Hikari again. Oh, no. She says we're never going to see Shiny Luminous again. I feel like it's important to stay that instead of Hikari. I don't know what's going to happen next episode, but I think, you know. I mean, I know they call each other by their names, not their, like... Well, the weird thing about it is that this is almost, like, immediately proven wrong, I guess. Because, like... We cut to the Field of Light where uh, Senior and Wisdom are like, hey, wait a minute. The three things are together, but we don't sense the Queen at all. Yeah. And then Hikari, Shiny Luminous, and Lulin are in the same golden rainbow dimension. And the Chariot is there. And the Queen's voice comes out of the Chariot and is like, hey, we can't, we can't put all the pieces together yet because... You are filled with a conflicting emotion of being too attached to this world and wanting to save it by sacrificing yourself. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know, Hikari wants to do the right thing. She wants to, you know, resurrect into the queen, you know, and give up her life. But also, we get, like, a montage of all, like, the time she spent in the Field of Rainbows. And, like, of course she doesn't want to give that up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... She says it was really fun, but um, she can't let she can't let things like you know. She's starting to say like I can't like even if I want to stay, it's not right of me. I need to save like the world from being destroyed. And then Lulin says it'll be all right. She'll protect her. And this is the last thing we get about Shiny Luminous and the Queen stuff for this episode. So that's not going to be resolved until next time. Yeah. I wonder if my theory will be sort of true. Um, if we remember what my theory was. No. It was it, this was a while ago. I had the theory that Lulin would take Hikari's place, um, in resurrecting the queen. Hmm. So I wonder, and since Lulin is there, and, she, and, and it ends with Lulin saying, "Hey, I'll protect you. Like it'll, it'll be all right." I wonder if something in that vein is going to happen. Like, I feel like something is going to happen with Lulin, and it, it's, it might be something like that, or it might be something completely different. Mm -hmm. I have Hikari spoilers, so I can't make any fun theories. Mm. Well, don't worry, we only have one more episodes before uh, we're forward done with Max Hart. Yeah. But uh, it's time to deal with the other, uh, the other thing that's been happening this episode. So Baldez goes over to where the uh, the dark trio are, you know they're not they're not dead yet. Um, and he's like, "Hey, we got what we wanted. The king's resurrected." And they're like, "No, we need to murder the cures. We cannot stop until we have murdered them." 
So the rest of this evil plan, it's all up to you, Baldez. We're going to go commit some child murders. Yes. <laughs> oh, so they head off, and Baldez's like, all right. And the carrots, it seems like they're about to head over to the Jakku King to go fight him. Because they're like, hey, we don't have a choice, right? Like, we, this is like, we got to do this. Um, and But the Dark Trio show up, and I wrote down, they all get naked. Which is not true. Yeah, they're still wearing skin suits. Or skin tight suits. All the cloth they were wearing, they discard it. They get rid of their capes and like, Oreganos gets rid of his hat and he looks so silly without his hat. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and they start glowing again. They, You know, they start to fight. The cures aren't doing so well. They kind of get like blasted into a building. They're up on... A chain at one point that gets destroyed. It's not going well for the Cures. Mm -mm. Uh, but then the Dark Trio decide to take a page from the Cures uh, book. And they all join hands in order to do a big darkness blast. Yeah, I think they should have shouted out a name for it, honestly. Yeah, what would you name this move if you, if you, if you were in charge? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe something like Darkness Scramble, because of the way it's animated, it's all scrambly. Ooh, I like that. Darkness. I'm trying to think of the names of all the Cures moves, but none of them are coming to my brain. The Dark Darkness Attack. The, the Dark Trio Blast Attack. <laughs> um, but the Cures use their big move. Um, and it seems to start to destroy the uh, the evil guys, the evil trio. Um, but this seems to have been their plan. This seems like they they are deciding to sacrifice themselves to uh, make the cures weaker. Because as Vivalis and Circulus go through the the light of the cures attack, they grab their uh, it gets called brace in the subtitles, like their their bracelets. Yeah, the, the the dual disc, the sparkle bracelet. Yeah, and before they are all consumed by the uh, the light of the attack, um, they are able to destroy them, um, and then they are they are returned to darkness. They are killed. Yes, they are killed, permanent like. Uh, yep, the two pretty cures talk about how like their power is gone now. Like the braces are gone. Yeah, they're beat up and they're just on the ground. They're not getting up right now. Yeah, and then we see that Baldez is standing, standing there, looming evilly over them. Um, and I'm sure that will be fine. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. The end. And that's, that's the episode! <laughs> Things are in a nebulous space. What's gonna happen with the cures? And what's gonna happen with Shining Luminous? Is Hakari gonna become a giant lady? You can you can watch the next episode, or you can stick around and wait until we talk about the next episode and tell you the answer. All right, here's my joke about <laughs> the preview. Here's your joke, okay? So we get a preview um for the next episode. Like they're talking about, like you know, we gotta like defeat the Dark King. Everything's awful, terrible, all this stuff. But the what we see visually is like clips from the show, both Max, both Futaiwa. And Max Hart. And my brain was thinking, like, what if next episode is just a clip show? And that's how they end the <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are a lot of old clips in there. <laughs> There's 
there's so many clips from the first season. And I'm like, well, are you trying? Like, are you just trying to keep it a secret? What happens next time? <laughs> or are you implying it's gonna be a clip show? <laughs> through the power of memories, through the power of a clip show, we will win. <laughs> yeah, curious there. This is what they're gonna do. They're uh, it's they're gonna pull a Digimon the movie, the first half where um. They summon all the scenes from the first two seasons and use it to slow the Jakku King down so they can kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not They're going to drive a big sword through his head and it's going to fall away and there's going to be an alarm clock. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh. <laughs> You're doing a lot of comparing pretty here to other cartoons. We, we or me? I said we. Okay. We sure are. No, I'm excited. Um, my only guess... Okay, I have two guesses for next episode. One's obvious. They're gonna win. I don't... I don't foresee them losing the next episode. <laughs> I've seen a pretty cure. I've seen an anime. I don't think the second season of of uh, Pretty Cure is gonna end with a downer. Where the... the <laughs> Where the field of rainbow and light are just all taken over by the darkness. Mm-hmm. But my actual theory is I do think something is going to happen with Lulin, which will allow the queen to resurrect or to give Hakari some kind of like power up in order to help the other curs. Like, I, whatever Lun, like Lulin was trying to say something, and I think something big's going to happen with Lulin to help save the day. And I don't know what it is specifically, but. That's my best guess. And I guess we'll see next time. All right. That's the episode. Do you have anything else to say? Um, We'll finally figure out the boy's name. <laughs> the mansion boy? Yeah. Okay. That That's not a, that's not a theory. That's what's going to happen. Well, I'm excited to learn the mansion boy's name. I've been sitting on this knowledge since literally like the third episode. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember it. I mean, I looked at it again recently, but I, I have remembered it this whole time because I think it's very silly. Ah, okay. Well, silliness is a good reason to remember something. All right, let's get out of here. Let's do all plugs. If you would like to... Hold oh, on a second, If you would like to talk to us, if you want to tell us what you would name this big darkness attack, if you had the ability to name it, you can find us at Prepod Engage on Twitter, or you can find me, Charlie, at Magic underscore Pride, where I tweet about things. It's different all the time. Who knows what I'll be tweeting about when this episode comes? Who knows what I'll be tweeting about when this episode comes out? I can't talk today. Um, you can go listen to the podcast I do, like other other pod where I play Phantom the Brain. My more episodes of my arc have been released. Go listen to them. Listen to me, GM a game. There's only so few places you can hear that happen. Um, or you can listen to Breathing Space at Breathing X Space, where I wrote for season two and I was on season one and two. Or you can go listen to Devoid of Space, which is the podcast I created. By the time this comes out, there will still only be two episodes out, I believe. But you should go check those out. Uh, and that's everything I currently do at this moment. Take it away, Cassidy. You can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. You can find all the podcasts that I do and that I've guessed on my website, which is at madlobotanist.neocities.org. Um, you should also uh, check out Otherware on Twitter. 
at Otherware Pod. <laughs> I did some new art for them. It's very good. It looks good. Yes. Uh, and you should send us emails because I actually, you know what? I don't know if this episode would go out before we actually record the final. Uh, well, if it doesn't, regardless, you should send us emails to prettycurepodcast at gmail.com uh, with your favorite parts about the podcast so far and questions, because we're probably going to do like a Q&A in between season thing before yes. we start the next season. Yes. And uh, we I believe we already talked about it on podcasts. Um, what we are going to be watching next. So we are watching the currently airing season, which is Delicious Party. That is what we will be watching. And it's for those of you who might be concerned that we're watching the that it's not like fully done yet. What we're, we're not going to catch up to. We're not going to catch up at this point. <laughs> we've we've had other people do the math for us, and that was before we took several weeks break. Yeah, so so there's no worry of us catching up in time. We're, it'll finish before we get to the end. So no worries about having to wait for episodes to come out. Cause... And then we'll go back to some other season afterwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, we have time to figure out what we'll do next. Um, but yes, Delicious Party is what we'll be watching next. So I hope you're all looking forward to that. Heat up those fryers. <laughs> If you're a friend of Cassidy and you're looking for podcast art, you should get Cassidy to do it because she's very good at it. Um, the art that we, all the art of all the podcasts that we do together and that Cassidy has done is made by her and it's very good. Mm -hmm. And now also Otherware. Yes, and now also Otherware. Um, and all the episode arts of uh, Devoid of Space, the specific episode one's not the... Oh, no, you also did the... I did, yeah, I've done all of the art for Devoid of Space. Also, all the art for Devoid of Space is also made by Cassidy. <laughs> as is my privilege as Cassidy's fiancé. Yeah. Anyways, we should get out of here. Send us emails. Send us emails, please. To prettycurepodcast at gmail.com. You can also send them to us on Twitter, I guess. But it'll be harder for me to sort them. Yeah. And that's it, and... We should get out of here before I ramble on too long and say more things. So until next time, we need your help, people. Girls be in trouble. <laughs> you took so long. I, I had to sure. scroll up to the top of my notes because I forgot what I wrote. All right, I'm ending it there. Okay, now I'm recording. Hello, welcome to recording. Hello, and welcome to... Poor Pod Engaged. The plod cat. Alright. All the plods you can cast right here. Okay. Uh, I'm ready to clap whenever you are. Um... You want to pick the time? How, how about now? <laughs> <laughs>
I know that's a joke, but <laughs> I still got to be prepared, in case. Uh, why don't we go at thirty? Sure. 